Hey guys, and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians Podcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 176. You're joined by your regular hosts, Jack and Tierra. So it's been a little while since our last more personal update on what we've been getting up to and what we've got planned. So thought we'd interrupt our usual Q&A schedule with just a bit about what's been going on. Fantastic. Well, you know, we are recording this today on Saturday, February 25th, 2023. So it's been uh, almost two months since our last life update. And I almost feel as though so far at the beginning of this year, it's just been this really nice harmony of being able to manage our time in terms of our client workload, obviously our own personal endeavors with training, content creation, having a little bit of downtime too to just clear our heads and relax. It's almost as though it's been like that calm before the storm. And when I say a storm, I don't mean as though something is very destructive on the horizon, more so it's going to be very entertaining. You know, there's going to be a bit of thunder, lots of lightning bolts, but nothing that's going to destroy anything. Something you just anticipate to be, ooh, there's a storm coming. (laughs) But what I mean by that is that these past number of weeks, it's just been quite peaceful, but still very productive and that sense of accomplishment. But haven't felt any of those feelings of anxiety or feeling overwhelmed. But boy, I feel as though come March and beyond, we are about to step into a whole different phase of what is going to be 2023 because we've got a bunch of different events and, you know, travels and everything on the horizon. Yeah, it certainly is going to be a busy year ahead. Mm. Yeah. So come March, you know, it's only actually two weeks away that we're going to kickstart with the Women in Sports Nutrition Seminar, which is being hosted by Sports Nutrition Australia. And I am actually very honored and privileged to be presenting at that seminar. And I will be talking about what it's like to be a female coach in this industry who specializes with coaching female physique competitors. And boy, over these past few months, I've just had so much fun creating my presentation because I've had a lot of free reign with it. So I've been able to apply a hell of a lot of creativity and nuance and put my own spin on things. And I'm just so excited to actually be presenting at that seminar. It's uh, it's going to be, you know, something to really look forward to. And if anyone listening to this is interested in coming along, it's going to be one heck of a day. And it's actually the first of its kind, this women in sports nutrition seminar, because we have Dr. Louise Burke, we've got the strength dietitian, we've got Nina, who you might know as Naturally Nina over on Instagram, Alicia Gowins, myself, five females in this industry all talking about topics that are very specific and close to them that they do specialize in when it comes to women in sports nutrition and sports. So Yeah, if you guys do want to come along to that seminar, it is on the 11th of March. It's going to be held here in Brisbane City. And we actually do have a little discount code for you if you would like to save some money on a ticket. So we'll have the link in the description below. And if you would like the discount to that too, just make sure to personally DM us. But yeah, two weeks to go and then that's going to kickstart everything for us. (laughs) Mm. 
Yeah, I can't wait to see you uh, talk at the seminar. <laughs> I'm I'm not even nervous, to be honest. I'm actually just really excited. It's almost as though I've just been able to congregate everything that I've learned over the past number of years through obviously university studies, but a lot of our own anecdotal experiences throughout going through our own bodybuilding journeys, both by ourselves, but also coaching clients, learning from other mentors in this space. Basically everything since 2015 up until now, I feel as though it's been leading to this point. So it's going to be one heck of a talk. Mm. Can't wait. (laughs) Yeah. But I guess after that, you know, we've just got travels in the works because come April, that's when all of the shows are really going to start to take off week after week here for the ICN and also IFBB. So on the 2nd of April, I'll actually be flying down to Victoria on that Sunday because one of my clients, Agnes, she'll be competing in figure at the IFBB show down there in Victoria. So very excited to fly down there and support her. But after that, you know, we've got shows going on basically every weekend throughout April. We'll be flying down to New South Wales for the ICN national titles as well with our team members. So yeah, a lot there. And then in June, Jack and I will actually be taking a two-week holiday where we will be flying to both the U.S. to visit my grandparents in Washington, but then we'll also be flying to Cyprus, which is in the Mediterranean near like the Greek islands, because my sister, she's actually getting married this summer. So we'll be going to the Americas and to the Mediterranean over the summer. And then after that, We've got season B coming up and season B is going to be massive in terms of travel. Obviously clients competing all across Australia. Chloe, she'll be doing season B for IFBB and we've even got planned into the works to actually be going to Japan. So a bit of international travel there too, potentially even Hawaii. So boy, there's a lot there. And then, you know, to go out with a bang, I know I'll actually be starting prep at the end of this year too. So the calm before the storm, you know, but hell, bring on 2023. It's going to be pretty epic. Mm. Yeah, it's um, plenty of stuff planned, which I can't <laughs> wait for. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we just got to get onto those flights. <laughs> but Jack, I want to hear, obviously, how has your past few weeks been, you know, at the beginning of 2023 for you? Yeah, so it's I've um, been continuing my gaining pace and... And it's been a productive year so far in terms of work, like um, quite naturally December's a, a bit more quiet with uh, people enjoying Christmas and typically people kind of saying to themselves, oh, I'll wait until January to inquire for coaching and all that sort of stuff, which is understandable. And therefore, um, yeah, January was a very busy month, which was nice. Um, it's nice to be busy. Um, especially as someone who's uh, self-employed and then this month so far also being a little little less busy after January but still still quite productive mm. and enjoying yeah the all facets that come with our our business so the content creation side of things and also of course working with everyone too which mm. is always exciting interestingly we even put up a post recently talking about how bodybuilders is balance really a thing? And I think we've probably even used that in the past too, talking about like, oh, that work-life balance, you know, or it's important to find balance. But when you actually think about the definition of balance, it does imply that something is evenly distributed. There is a 50-50. But 
as we know, you're probably not going to be a great bodybuilder or a great health and fitness coach or a great bodybuilding coach or just kind of great at anything if you're only on 50% of the time. So that's kind of unique to our situation right now too, because I wouldn't say in any means we don't have balance, (laughs) but it is more so we have been able to distribute our efforts and our investment and our time management into areas that we find value in and that really serve us. Yeah, for sure. I think balance is also subjective. So if you feel like you have balance, even if you do work a lot, then I think that's important as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but there's harmony. Yes. (laughs) But you're happy. (laughs) Yeah, so in terms of my own uh, journey regarding more specifically to bodybuilding, I've been continuing my surplus phase, so that's been ongoing since pretty much July of 2022. So it's well and truly over over six months now, and honestly, not too much to say about that. I'm very close to peak body weight. I'm roughly 94 kilos at the moment. I think food is potentially. I can't quite remember what food has been in the past and previous gaining phases, but I think it must be very close to the highest it's ever been consistently. I think. Um, about 700 carb at the moment, 80 fat and 275 protein, which is uh, is over four and a half thousand calories. And yeah, that's been a bit of a, a balance to to make. Um, <laughs> would you would you say that is it really balanced? <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's why I mean it's been a bit of a balance, as in it's not very balanced at all to to try and get that much food in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it becomes a bit of a job and a bit of a chore, but. It's a bit of a first world problem as well. Let's just say that the uh, the fruity is getting its its use and its money's worth in this household for mm. sure. <laughs> yes. What I think started off as one man shake per day, then turned into two, and then it was a few weeks ago where <laughs> Jack said to me, "I've got this great idea for my third meal," and I thought it was going to be this revolutionary thing that was just going to turn his appetite around. He's like, "I'm going to make a shake for my third meal." <laughs> So yeah, you are, you know, obviously drinking three of your meals per Mm. day and then one is a solid meal. (laughs) Yeah, which, I mean, obviously I was being sarcastic when I told you that, which you didn't, (laughs) you didn't gather, but. I had hope, you know, (laughs) I had hope that you were going to make those nachos. Yeah, I can't, I can't see myself eating nachos every day for a meal, (laughs) but I'm, I'm not saying this is sustainable and I, yeah, it's just. The way I see it is just like in comp prep, how Mm. we do things that are potentially a bit foreign to the average person or Mm. the average person in the off season as well. Like they volumize their food a lot. They might uh, be, they might make very interesting food choices as well in Mm. order to satiate themselves or they care very little about the appetite. They just want maximum, maximum food. I think the same goes both ways in the off season. It's just that most people don't reach that point and Mm. I'm unfortunately someone who is just very adaptive with their appetite. So Mm. I don't really get very, very hungry. So Mm. it's more so the case, I think, that your body is very adaptive. Like Mm. once you reach this certain, I'd say it's even us, it's the body weight almost. Like this 94 kilos, it's similar to what you hit at peak back in like 2020. But you're a very different body composition now than you are. Mm. It must be something to do with, because you're obviously leaner than you were back then. But I don't know. There's just, you've hit this point where then it's like all just desires for food just like turn off, which I can imagine that it would be tough. 
Yeah, it is tough. And I think um, it's, again, I don't want to spin a stat, sad story because I've it's, mm. it's self-inflicted and like it is what it is. So. <laughs> but it's something you can laugh about, you know, mm. like when someone, you know, when someone says something like, and then your, your response is like, but did you die? Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like, oh man, you know, I'm feeling so stuffed in the off season. It's like, but are you blending your food? <laughs> mm. How many how many man shakes are you drinking per day? <laughs> yeah, and I think if I did drink three man shakes, I would be very far under my calories. If yeah, that I, is if I true. Drink the real man shakes. It's a it's a it's a Jack Radford Smith spin on a man shake. Mm. It's a TBD shake. <laughs> People are going to be asking for these recipes. No, they don't want the recipes. <laughs> It's amazing. It takes 10 minutes to make and 10 seconds to down. Mm. <laughs> but obviously you are, you, you are employing now a bit of a unique strategy to try to, you know, you know, reignite your appetite that you had a discussion with AJ, your coach about this past week. Mm. Yeah. It's not necessarily to reignite my appetite. It's more so because I know it's not a, a long-term solution. It's not going to like ensure that I have an appetite throughout the whole week, but it's more so an opportunity to, deconstruct some constraints around eating and like enjoy some palatable foods to mm. so essentially have like a, a a very rough or free meal that is highly palatable that i can enjoy yeah which i mean is not exactly abnormal is it mm-hmm. it's abnormal for me and i'm sure some people will be surprised but for the average person or average bodybuilder it's pretty normal to enjoy one meal not twice <laughs> during the week and that's essentially what i'm doing here um except yeah, I'm, I'm basically choosing some highly palatable options mm. in order to um, not have to resort to a liquid mm. meal. What would you say if someone said, oh man, he's cheating on his shakes mm. <laughs> or Jack Radford Smith is having a cheat meal? <laughs> what would be your response to that? <laughs> well, I would just go back to that argument about, not argument, but discussion around what cheat meals mm. are and like I'm not cheating on anything. Mm. And... I think the type of food that I'm consuming, sure, like would probably be designated as like a cheat meal. Like I'm for for a body, a typical bodybuilder, like pizza and yeah, that those sorts of meals. Mm. Like pizza usually will be my go-to choice just because it's it's quite calorie dense if mm. you choose the right pizza or the wrong pizza in some people's case. <laughs> and it's highly customizable as well, so I can change it each mm-hmm. week. And I just yeah enjoy pizza so. Yeah. yeah, but there's definitely some, you know, new delicious foods sitting in the fridge and the freezer ready to go for tonight. So from obviously what I've been observing the past number of weeks, when I'm patiently waiting for the fruity to make my ice cream and you're just chugging this God knows mystery shake, but it does hit the macros, you know? Uh, well, it doesn't just hit the macros. It also hits all the nutritional components as well. So that true. that's why I, that's why I personally prefer the, the shakes because... I'm able to achieve really, really good nutrition, which I may not otherwise achieve by having to eat the meals mm. because yeah, I can, I can put whatever in there and have some really nutritious options and then just drink it, which is mm. way easier than eating it. Yeah. So, But what is fascinating to me is that like the thermic effect of food would go way down considering mm. that you're going from four solid meals previously to now three blended, one is solid, yeah. right? But the fact that you are still on probably equal, if not maybe more food than you've ever been on before, that like, imagine if you were then eating three solid meals per day, you'd have to be eating even more food because you'd be factoring in the thermic effect of food. 
So the fact that like your body is still being a little bit resistant to obviously gaining weight right now, it's hard, like it's really kind of buffering around that like high 93, low 94. Like it's not like it's shooting up into the 95s or something. That is mm. just fascinating. Yeah, I'm glad you find it fascinating. <laughs> still, like I just I, I observe things in this house and I'm like, man. <laughs> but again, it's still quite amazing because obviously, like, let people know what are you, what are you having for dinner tonight? Because like it's a it's quite remarkable that it it still fits within your daily total budget and it actually only equates to calories that you get from two normal meals. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm just having. Well, I'll say what I had last last um last week. I think that's a little bit of a better representation. <laughs> So I I just had a, a pizza and I had a garlic bread mm-hmm. and I then I had a little, um, only about the size of my palm, but it was like a chocolate sort of lava cake thing. Mm. And yeah, it was, it was pretty decent mm-hmm. and I'll be having something similar again tonight. Yeah, I think pizzas again with some chicken schnitzels and you know you might have to fight me for uh one of my cornettos or four that's in the freezer too <laughs> i don't know i'm pretty territorial over them <laughs> mm, well i mean given my appetite I'm, you're more than welcome to have all four of them uh but okay well that's enough about you know just eating food like drinking yeah, food. yeah i definitely think this is over dramatized a little bit but people i'm love, running with it people love hearing about food and if you guys don't you got to tell us but i think like for example on instagram people find food so much more fascinating than training yeah i definitely agree mm-hmm. i mean it depends on who they are but yes i would say for the most part even though you and i when we upload our instagram stories a lot of it is training which kind of just makes sense to us because that's our huge passion and i think that when you're not too food focused then you're not uploading a lot of food i try to put hints of it in here or there but um yeah anyway i want to hear how has your training been you know this year yeah so my training's been a little interrupted uh due to a a bit of a hip slash back injury i'm still not 100 percent sure what it is i think it might be a little bit of glute med strain maybe a tiny bit of a, a lower back strain as well and then i think that also caused some nerve pain as well because maybe it tightened up and was compressing on a nerve again i might be saying the wrong thing some physiotherapists might be cringing but that's kind of what i think it is so i've been doing i've just had to scale it back in regards to uh some lower body work mainly and I can still train. I'm in a position now where I can train at roughly like probably a seven out of 10 or six to seven out of 10 for my compounds. And then my isolations are about close to a hundred percent, which is good. So just need a, it's been roughly, I think this is week five. So just need to keep on this track, um, slowly easing back into the compounds and, um, just ensure that I don't re-aggravate it because in those first few weeks I was just, because it's been a while since I've had an injury that set me back for this long. Usually I'm okay the following week and I've kind of forgotten that. It's okay, you really do have to scale it back in the gym. You can't just be attacking things full intensity all the time, especially given that I do train at full intensity. And um, in those first few weeks, I was just re-aggravating it, uh, which probably maybe what caused some of the nerve pain. So um, yeah, just taking it a bit easier now and... Fortunately, upper body is fairly uninterrupted other than pull, like I've, I've taken out my barbell row, which will probably be a, a permanent decision just to reduce like the, the hip slash lower back uh, loading volume and will really just run like an RDL or a stiff leg deadlift as my main 
hip hinge and pull um, or non chest supported pull. And yeah, so that, that should be good. I, I think realistically, I only have one day of recovery between my Saturday pull day and my Monday leg day where I do my stiff leg deadlift. So it makes sense that I, um, I probably don't do a bent over row on the Saturday. Mm -hmm. And even you and AJ have had brief discussions about how you might just be approaching that point where you really are reaching the strength level for a lot of your movements where even with your current split, you still might just be under recovering or at least in the future, it really does just risk your ability to continuously progress injury free and always just recover to the best of your ability. So potentially on the horizon, you might be one of those people who does run more of a 10 day split rather than, you know, mm. our, our standard five days per week sort of thing where we always have the exact same rest days on a Wednesday and a Sunday. Yeah. And I mean, I'll disclaim that with saying like, I'm verging that point for me. Like there are people who are stronger than me who train much more frequently. Mm. So like, it's just that I can't handle the amount of the intensity combined with the volume that I train mm. at currently. So yeah, I think in the in the future, I wouldn't be surprised if I switched to like a 10 day split, which would be like push, pull, rest, lower rest, mm -hmm. and then just repeat that. And there, then there would probably be a different rotation for each each day. So mm. you'd be training potentially the same workout once every 10 days, I believe. I could be wrong. I know that's the case for the lower day. I'm not quite sure for the, the push pull, but I mean, I'll definitely discuss it in more mm. depth with AJ. Yeah, because you and I are just such creatures of habit and we really thrive off routine. Obviously, like if you were to make a change like that, it is almost, I don't want to say life changing, but in a sense, like it is going to change your day-to-day -day routine and your your life routine to a, a slightly significant extent just in terms of obviously scheduling certain things that you'd normally always schedule on a day that you don't train where if you're training every second wednesday or something like that so it's just something really to that you'd have to consider but in pursuit of your bodybuilding goals it might be something that you just actually need to do in future which is very interesting yeah, I agree that, that, well, that's the main thing that's putting me off is that right now I, I've always rested on a Wednesday and Sunday. And if I take up this new split, I'll be resting on different days every week. So, mm -hmm. and I'll also be resting more often. Like I'll be trained every second week. I'll be training four days a week, mm. which is how this split will run. So be training one less day a week, um, which will feel very odd, especially taking a rest day either side of legs like that's a lot more rest than I'm used to mm -hmm. which is for a purpose of course yeah and obviously because you and I were on the same routine too like specific days that we train at rigs specific days that we train at Brendale like if I was training legs one day when I wanted to be at rigs but you wanted to then be at Brendale at least we do have two cars now <laughs> but mm. at the same time I'd miss you man <laughs> yes likewise <laughs> But um, either way, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But I do see that happening for at some point on the horizon for you. But that'll just be a very interesting new phase that you step into. Mm. Yes, we'll have to see if that's if that if I do undertake that. Mm. And I think AJ's uh, preluded that I will probably it's a bit of a non-negotiable for him that I'll be doing that split in prep. So interesting. Yeah. Okay. Just to manage manage additional f fatigue in prep. Which again makes sense, and we know that it's much easier to maintain muscle than build it anyway. So, yeah, um, yeah the, the only downside really from that split is the change in routine. Mm. 
Yeah, absolutely. Boy, well, that, that'll be interesting. Mm. Yeah, well, enough about me. How have things been going for you? Yeah, things have, yeah, again, just been really, really good so far this year. I feel like I'm in a great position. I'm just genuinely really thriving in terms of work, in terms of my own personal training endeavors, my mindset, body composition, just everything is really, really swell, and I'm ridiculously happy. But boy, I think last time that we checked in, so that was early January. So I guess just a little bit of a brief recap. I wrapped up a mini cut at the end of December. And at the end of that mini cut, I was averaging 65.4 kilograms. My goal then throughout December was to then maintain that body weight on average and just really solidify it, which I did well and truly, which was awesome um, while still getting my calories up at the same time. But then ever since then, I've been slowly but surely drip feeding more calories in in the pursuit to now put on more body weight. But it's just fascinated me over these past two months. Like I have been incredibly adaptive, similar to you, but at the same time, I can't complain in the sense that I'm actually only sitting about 500 grams heavier on average compared to when I finished the dieting phase in December. So about two and a half months ago. And I, again, I was 65.4 and then this week on average 65.9 kilos. There were three days this week where it was inching up and I'm like, woohoo, it was like 66.1 three days in a row. But these past two days without changing anything calorie wise and expenditure, just going about my days per normal, it did drop back down to 65.8 and then 65.5 this morning, which just fascinates me because I ended my diet on about 160 grams of carbs, 35 grams of fat and 140 grams of protein. Now I'm trying to put on weight and I'm eating roughly around 400 grams of carbs per day, 165 grams of protein and about 40 to 45 grams of fat per day. So like over a thousand calories additional and uh, yeah, still maintaining within a similar buffer zone. But once again, I, I, I can't complain because I just, I love the way that I feel so much right now. Like immediately post diet, like my training performance just continued to go up through the roof and even exercises that I've been well accustomed to for years and months, they've continued to go up. Like back in January and even this past week, finally got my hundred kilo Smith machine lunges for two by eight, which felt insane. And also like I'm able to dip 10 kilograms now with a weight belt for three sets of 10 too. Like everything is just really, really going up. So training performance is superb, not experiencing any negative side effects of dieting in terms of like food focus is very low, appetite's totally normal, uh, sleep is fantastic, etc. I just feel as though almost these past two and a half months I've had like the most successful reverse out of a diet I've ever had in my life. But in all honesty, like I even messaged Joey too. And like, I was like, I I'd really like to book in with you again in the coming weeks to take some skin folds one to see where I'm at. Because if I'm only 500 grams up on average after two and a half months, significantly stronger, looking way better, like my skin folds might be the exact same, if not lower, which would be very intriguing. But at the same time, I'm no fool. Like I need the, to know if I'm wasting time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's no way the body, your, your body fat has come up with 500 mm. grams anyway, because 
going was that from your lowest average to your average now is 500 yeah grams. 500 yeah, grams so considering the amount again you've increased your carbs by over 200 yeah so <laughs> it's it's going to be glycogen then yeah which is again just nuts but uh, yeah i just my body composition is drastically different to what it was two and a half months ago so yeah from obviously just a performance and a phys- physique perspective I'm thriving more than I ever have in my entire life. So I can't complain about anything. But at the same time, I, I don't want to be wasting valuable mm. time when I do have a great appetite. There's no denial. I could eat more food. There's no, there, I don't think there, there will ever be a problem with that. Um, but at the same time, I'm always like, well, if I can get these results now completely enjoyably, it's, it's just a position I've never been in my life before. But it's taken me about eight years of consistent hard work to finally arrive here. So I am enjoying it. But either way, yeah, performance is awesome. Um, I'm really happy with my body composition right now. Like, I just feel strong. I feel very confident. I finally stepped outside of my comfort zone. And I've started just putting myself out there a little bit more on social media and sharing a little bit more of, like, my posing practice, which feels really good. And just having a lot of fun making some little cool reels and... Yeah, man, it just feels nice. I think something interesting about your your weight gain is that, and maybe many other people can relate to this, both male and female, is like you you feel very, very comfortable at your current weight. Mm. And potentially there maybe needs to be a bit of discomfort in Mm. order to reap the best results. Like I think because in reality, the 500 grams that you've gained is is neither here nor Mm. there. It's just... You may as well just say you've been at maintenance. Yeah, body weight maintenance. But again, I I really would argue my body composition has changed. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I'll put progress photos side by side for no, you. I, no, I completely agree because I see you every day. <laughs> and I I think it's just an, an interesting discussion around like, is it worthwhile? Or the, if someone can recomp, is it worthwhile them recomping when they could just gain weight at the same time? Mm. Like... There's no downside for you gaining weight in conjunction with recomping at the same no, time. I completely agree. But once again, like this is the first time ever since I started this whole bodybuilding thing back in like 2015 that I've actually reached a position where I'm like, holy crap, I'm thriving in every single area of life. And I just, I'm well fed. I'm strong. I love the way that I look every single day. Like I can't describe it any better than thriving. And I've been in that position before so many times too, where I'm like, eat more food, gain more weight. It almost happens quite easily. I do feel a little bit uncomfortable in my body composition, but I know it's serving that sort of purpose. But right now I'm just in this very unique little phase where I feel absolutely fantastic. And I guess you could say I'm feeling myself. (laughs) But yeah, come early March after the sports nutrition seminar, because right now I feel as though any spare time that I have where you and I aren't doing our client work, we're not training, we're not doing all of our content creation, like I've been dedicating all of that time to preparing my talk and fishing and doing a little bit of fishing for some downtime too yeah that is that's a non-negotiable once a week you and i can go fishing we're gonna go fishing after this podcast too it's it's you and me time right Mm. but come early march after this talk that's when i can book in with joey take some skin folds and just get a really really honest opinion in the sense of you know like yeah like well and truly you do look significantly different compared to how you looked at this body weight two and a half months ago 
I haven't lost anything. If anything, I've actually just put myself in a better position. But on, on the flip side too, tell me if I'm just seeing things and if I just do need to eat an extra 20 grams of fat per day or something, <laughs> just eat more food, which once again, I can eat some food. I have no, I don't think I will ever have an issue with that. I don't know mm. if I'll ever have Tierra's well, rendition of a shake. Yeah, well, you're, many people are like that. I would say I'm just like that standard deviation bell curve. Like I'm mm. at one end of the bell curve where I've hit a, a wall where I, I still have body weight to gain and productively gain. And yet mm. I've, uh, I don't have much of an appetite. So. Mm. Which is just such a unique position for you because I'm in total agreeance with AJ and you're in agreeance with it too. Like based on your body composition right now at 94, like you could uncomfortably from your perspective, push up to like 97 or 98, but still hold like a really decent body composition. You'd still look fantastic probably at that body weight. The only thing semi holding you back really is just like your complete lack of desire to eat. <laughs> mm. Yeah, which, and I'll be honest before this episode, I didn't want to talk about my appetite. Mm. It was like one, I think it does bore people. And two, I... I know some people just because they've never experienced it, they will mm. not, they just won't understand. Yeah. And which is okay. I, I get that. It's kind of like people not understanding why some people like to train super hard, but yeah. like I see it in the same, same respect. Like I'm not, not ready to give up on this surplus yet. And therefore I'm, I'm having to drink some food. <laughs> yeah. And I admire that because you'll do whatever it takes literally. But I, I will argue, I do think people do find it quite interesting and fascinating. But on the flip side, there might be someone else out there, male or female, who's like, that's me. Mm. <laughs> like, genuinely, that's me. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. And maybe this is a good eye-opener for people that if you aren't hungry, then there's no problem with liquefying your meals either. It's not like I'm liquefying a curry and drinking it. <laughs> I'm just having like normal smoothie ingredients and then mm. just drinking it like yeah. just three meals a day. And I'm sure there's still good variety within the smoothies. I'm still getting in my six serves of veg, two serves of fruit, some dairy, mm. lean protein sources, etc. So still hitting like 50 to 60 grams of fiber a day. So yeah, still a, still a good diet. He's still a gold standard dietitian in my eyes. <laughs> Once again, I just say these things because I, I want to see you enjoying food in some sense. Well, technically one isn't just a smoothie. I have like a smoothie and then I have like a, um, a spoonful of peanut butter as well. Mm. So I technically eat the peanut butter. Yeah. Well, that doesn't sound too bad. That's going to be somewhat nice, right? Yeah. I'll say it's nice just for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh boy. Well, anyway, I think that's a pretty good, you know, life recap for where we're at, where we're going. But Jack, I'm interested. What's something that you learned this past week? Yeah. Good question. So I learned, again, something related to fishing, just because uh, I was looking at some sunglasses, mm -hmm. and just because I need sunglasses in general, but I learned that the polarization of the sunglasses, it reduces the glare on the water, obviously, and therefore it makes it easier to see the fish in the water. So, so Jack's got x-ray vision now when we're going fishing, basically. Yeah. Well, I still need to actually buy the sunglasses. <laughs> well, at least you know exactly the direction to cast. Yeah. Well, I was wondering because some, some guys there who we speak to, like they say, oh, I saw this fish in the water. I saw these two crabs and I'm like, how the hell are you looking in the water? Mm. But then they're wearing sunglasses. So it makes, <laughs> makes sense now. AA. Oh, they probably do that super cool thing where they like bend it halfway down their nose and give you a little wink. 
No, they don't do that. <laughs> well, you'll you'll have to be the one that starts that trend out okay. on the beach. <laughs> Just to the fishermen, though. Yeah, and me. You know, give me one of those. <laughs> and what did you learn? Oh, all right. Something I learned this past week. Well, it was actually it was a few weeks ago where I was doing incline dumbbell chest press. I even got the thing on video, but. I refused to give up on this rep because I really, really wanted to beat my previous week's performance where I got three by six. I wanted at least one set of seven. And I pushed for a 12 second concentric on my dumbbell chest press. (laughs) And you were a gold standard spot and did not come to the rescue at all. But now I have proof that I can push for 12 seconds through a concentric phase in my lifting before I'm actually willing to throw in the towel, call it quits, give up on the rep. So now I've actually used that to my advantage over these past number of weeks to really help push myself in training where I refuse to quit unless I reach 12. And I'm telling you, I've hit a lot of PBs over the past number of weeks because in my head, when when you reach those final reps where you're just like, you question, man, am I going to be able to push this up? It's usually for pushing movements, something like a shoulder press or a dip, but hell, even something like a leg press or a hack or a lunge, like you do question, "Mm, am I being a little bit too ambitious here? But what I actually do is I say, yes, I can do it. But what I'm actually in the movement itself, I'm counting in my head. I'm going one, two, three, four, and I keep counting until I finish the rep. And we, you know, you, you are truly within like a one rep within failure. You're actually hitting failure. If the concentric speed of a rep is nearing like four or five seconds. <laughs> so the fact that I'm obviously for upper body, it's a li- little less reli- reliable for a lower body. Yeah. Depending on the range of motion and everything. Um, but even then, you know, for, I'm usually only getting to four seconds. And I'm like, Oh wow, the rep's over. So like I, I'm proving to myself that I can do it in a sense too. It's also a little bit distracting from the discomfort of the rep like if I'm on my final rep of lunges and I'm counting in my head then it just distracts me from dare I say the pain Mm. (laughs) but yeah that's a little tactic I've used and it's actually been a game changer for me to continue to level up my training and just find that new level of intensity and another place that I can go to truly truly find my limits so yeah count in my head but Boy, if someone else out there has proof that they've pushed for beyond 12 seconds on a concentric, I'd really like to see that video. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it was nuts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there are deadlifts where people are doing 1RMs and like they, they take like a long time to lock out. But yeah. I'm not sure if that would be... I've never seen a 12 plus second bench press. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure I'm sure they're out there. But mm. again, it, like it just it builds mental resilience, but it, it yeah, definitely builds character. But it, it it is proof I'm like I will not quit if I try to commit to something. So, and all these things they're just adding to my resilience bank for next year when I'm in prep. Mm. Ah, let's do it. But yeah, anyway, guys, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast. If you did enjoy it, please remember to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Jack, tag myself, and we will catch you in the next one.